Welcome to Storytime with Geoshri. Let's continue Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing by Judy Bloom. Chapter 7, Part 2 The Flying Train Committee. Soon I heard my mother hollering and then Fudge crying. After a while, my mother knocked on my bedroom door and called Peter, may I come in? I didn't answer. She opened the door and walked over to my bed. She sat down next to me. I'm very sorry, she said. I still didn't say anything. Peter, she began. I didn't look at her. She touched my arm. Peter, please listen. Don't you see, Mom? I can't ever do my homework without him messing it up. It just isn't fair. I wish he was never born. Never. I hate him. You don't hate him, my mother said. You just think you do. Don't tell me, I said. I mean it. I really can't stand that kid. You're angry, my mother told me. I know that and I don't blame you. Fudge had no right to touch your poster. I spanked him. You did, I asked. Fudge never gets spanked. My parents don't believe in spanking. You really spanked him? I asked again. Yes, my mother said. Hard, I asked. On his backside, she told me. I thought that over. Peter, my mother put her arm around me. I'll buy you a new poster board tomorrow. It was really my fault. I should never have left him into your room. That's why I need a lock on my door, I said. I don't like locks on doors. We're a family. We don't have to lock each other out. If I had a lock, Fudge wouldn't have gotten my poster. It wouldn't happen again, my mother promised. I wanted to believe her, but really I didn't. Unless she tied him up, I knew my brother would get into my room again. The next day while I was at school, my mother bought a new yellow poster board. The hard part was explaining to Jimmy that we had to start all over again. He was a good sport about it. He said this time he'd make sure his truck didn't look like a flying train. And I said this time I'd make pencil marks first so my letters didn't go uphill. Our committee met that afternoon. Sheila didn't mention the last time. Neither did we. Me and Jimmy worked on the poster while Sheila copied our written work into the booklet. We'd be ready to give our oral report to the class on Monday. Not like some committees who hadn't even started yet. By 5 o'clock, we had finished our poster, and Sheila was almost done with the cover for our booklet. Jimmy walked over and stood behind her, watching her work. After a minute, he yelled, What do you think you're doing, Sheila? I got up from the floor and joined them at my desk. I took a look at the cover. It was pretty nice. It said, Transportation in the City. Under that it said, by Sheila Tubman, Peter Hatcher, and James Fargo. And under that, in small letters it said, Handwritten by Miss Sheila Tubman. Now I knew why Jimmy was mad. Oh no, I said, holding my hand to my head. How could you? Sheila didn't say anything. It's not fair, I told her. We didn't put our names on the poster. But the cover is all done, 
Sheila said. Can't you see that? I'll never get the letters so straight again. It looks perfect. Oh no, Jimmy shouted. We're not handing the booklet in like that. I'll rip it up before I let you. He grabbed the booklet and threatened to tear it in half. Sheila screamed, you wouldn't, I'll kill you. Give it back to me, Jimmy Fargo. She's ready to cry. I knew Jimmy wouldn't tear it up, but I didn't say so. Peter, make him give it back. We will take off that line about your handwriting. I asked, eh, I can't, it'll ruin the booklet. Then I think he should rip it up, I said. Sheila stamped her foot. Oh, I hate you both. You don't really. I told her, you just think you do. I know I do. Sheila cried. That's because you're angry right now. I said, I couldn't help smiling. <laughs> Sheila jumped up and tried to get the booklet, but Jimmy held it over his head, and he's much taller than Sheila. She had no chance at all. Finally, she sat down and whispered, I give up, you win. I'll take my name off. You promise? Jimmy asked. I promise. Sheila said. Jimmy set the book down on my desk in front of Sheila. Okay, he said. Start. I'm not going to make a whole new cover, Sheila said. What I'll do is turn this bottom line into a decoration. She picked up a magic marker and made little flowers out of the words. Soon, handwritten by Miss Sheila Tubman, turned into 16 small flowers. There. Sheila said, it's done. It looks pretty good, I told her. It would have looked better without those flowers, Jimmy said, but at least it's fair now. That night, I showed my mother and father our new poster. They thought it was great, especially our silver sparkle airplane. My mother put the poster on top of the refrigerator so it would be safe until the next day when I would take it to school. Now I had nothing to worry about. Sheila had the booklet, the poster was safe, and our committee was finished before schedule. I went into my room to relax. Fudge was sitting on the floor near my bed. My shoebox of supplies was in front of him. His face was a mess of magic marker colors, and he was using my extra sharp scissors to snip away at his hair and the hair he sniffed was dropping into Dribble's bowl, which he had in front of him on the floor. See, he said, see, Fudge, Fudgy's a barber. That night, I found out hair doesn't hurt my turtle. I picked off every strand from his shell. I cleaned out his bowl and washed off his rocks. He seemed happy. Two things happened the next day. One was my mother had to take Fudge, the real barber, to do something about his hair. He had plenty left in the back, but just about nothing in front on top. The barber said there wasn't much he could do until the hair grew back. Between his fangs and his hair, he was getting funnier looking every day. The second was my father came home with a chain latch for my bedroom door. I could reach it when I stood on my tiptoe. But that brother of mine couldn't reach it at all, no matter what. Our committee was the first to give its report. Mrs. Haver said we did a super job. She liked our poster a lot. She thought the silver sparkle airplane was the best. The only thing she asked us was, 
How can we include a picture of a flying train? Thank you for listening. Bye. Until next chapter.